Here we go. Well, we got some breaking news. And how great do key players have to be in order for this Bearcats team to get to where it probably, not probably, does want to go in 2023? You are locked on Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For a smooth transition from the cold open to the actual open. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, including if you watch us on YouTube. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown college. And when you enter promo code lockdown college, They'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. First piece of breaking news, Russ, is that Lockdown Bearcats has hit 800 subscribers. So How about that? On that YouTube? Is, YouTube subscribers? Yes, on YouTube. That's a major credit to all of you who listen to our shows. Uh, this episode is also sponsored, although not sponsored, uh, by the ever-so-popular Boldly Bearcat ice cream that I just so happen to have right here, which is very, very good. What we and have is, is there ice. We got ice cream and beer now, right? Is there any more food items Bearcat themed? I mean, if, I mean, you never know. At some point, we might, we might get a breaking news that there's, you know, I mean, I mean, what next? You got ice cream, you got beer. I mean, are they going to name a pretzel after uh, after the Bearcats, Russ? I mean, that'd be fun. Pre- or a burger. We need a Bearcat burger. It flows Ooh, off yes. the tongue, nice. Yes. What would you put on a Bearcat burger? I know we got breaking news, but this is good. That's tough. I, I'd go with some kind of uh, maybe spicy cheese, some kind Ooh. of something like that with some maybe All red right. flecks in it, like the what's the pepper jack cheese, something, okay. something like that with, uh, with maybe maybe some kind of different meat, meat blends. You're obviously you're not going to use bear cat meat because I don't think people actually eat that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they would do that. I don't now, know. It's tough. It's tough on the spot, but definitely some kind of some kind of, some kind of maybe a black bun. Get the Ooh. black bun going. Yes. Well, wait till the wait till the viewers hear that I don't eat cheese on my burgers. Oh, all right. That's not that weird, I don't think. That's okay, thank you. Traditional, thank you. traditional hamburger yes. style. You're not supposed to eat it with cheese. Yes, yeah. you got it. People have some it. stomach issues with cheese sometimes too. I'm not yeah. gonna throw flavor throw of the meat. The, the flavor of the meat. You know what else? There's flavor in Russ on the football commitment front. Yes, I hear there we've is. got some. We've we've got some commitments, Russ. So enlighten us with what we've got on the uh, recruiting front. Couple of commitments on the day we're recording, right here on uh, on June 13th. Starting off with this morning, Devin Zahersky, and all of this kind of coming off of a really big official visit weekend in Cincinnati. Some fantastic, fantastic official visit videos. Uh, one of which from four-star QB uh, Samaj Jones going through his journey over the past couple of days in the 513 area, and you can check that out on uh, on all Bearcats along with all these different commits here. But Devin Devin Zahersky. Primarily getting uh, viewed and judged as a defensive lineman, but it sounds like based on his commitment and all the things we're seeing out of him that he's going to probably play tight end at the University of Cincinnati Ooh. while also playing defensive line at his call or at his high school, which uh, hails out of Mid Park, an Ohio commit here, which is it is the I believe 
the third Ohio commit, which trails only Georgia with six commits so far in this class. Those are two states that I think are going to make Bearcats fans very happy. Very athletic state in Georgia, and obviously Ohio, a state that you want to continue to have momentum and keep that momentum going from the Luke Fickle era, which was built, the lifeblood of those teams over the last four or five years, built not only in Ohio recruits, but by Cincinnati recruits at that. Devin Zahersky, a solid, solid talent on both sides of the ball, will play tight end. He's a guy that's going to line up in line most often in my eyes. Not exactly as strong a blocker to me as he is a receiver, a fantastic route runner in the open field, going to make most of his damage happen in the middle of the field, can get wiggle going as a slant receiver out of the out of a lot of different angle routes. He can get seam, seam routes open. He can get open up the seam as just a straight go route player. He's a big, big target at about six foot four, 240 pounds. And then in terms of defensive line play, I think getting recruited to Cincinnati more as a tight end because kind of a little bit of a one trick pony as a defensive lineman likes to shoot the inside gap most often for basically every single one of his impact plays that I saw over the past, uh, past like five, six minutes of film that I was able to see on huddle and I think going to be a potential impact player at the, the tight end position has the size, the makeup, six foot four, 240 pounds, going to obviously stack some more weight once he gets to Cincinnati and throughout uh, his senior summer going into his senior high school season. But a nice get for the Bearcats and a uh, not a composite rated recruit, kind of rated near the bottom of the uh, recruiting class, the second lowest rated recruit behind Willie Goodwin right now on 247sports.com. And then we get into the third highest rated, one of the highest rated recruits for the Bearcats in this class so far in uh, Markavius Sabor. He is a good, good talent out of Georgia, that sixth recruit out of Georgia playing for Kell High School, 584th nationally, 58th among safeties, a true free safety talent, a guy that can take an interception all the way to the house. Alex, he is a solid punt returner as well. He's a really great center field ball tracking type of talent, has great eyes, able to keep those eyes on the quarterback, able to track the ball well in the middle of the field. And he does such a great job. I noted this in my article that it sometimes feels like he's he's catching punts on these interceptions with how much depth he gets, how he kind of accelerates into the interception to be able to get upfield faster and turn those interceptions into good return yards. And on some one occasion, at least one occasion, I saw returning of interception almost 70 yards to the house through traffic at that. So he's also a great, great, uh, not a great tackler, but a solid tackler, can get his nose in there in the run game. Two good additions for the Bearcats over the past couple of days. And they also added on the 2023 late addition to the class, a, uh, a wide receiver, I believe his name is uh, Stanley Klein. Yeah, Stanley Klein out of Tippecanoe, Ohio, not rated on a major service, posted 48 catches for 19.5 yards per catch last season, though. A little slight at six foot three, 156 pounds, but a guy that can go up, get the football, showed some nice 50-50 ball catching ability down the field uh, on, the, on the film I was able to see over the past couple of days. So a late addition to the 2023 class. And a 2024 class, Alex, that is now all the way up to, I believe, 12 recruits and a top 30 class at that. And one of the highest ranked classes in the Big 12 going into the obviously Texas and Oklahoma list Big yeah. 12 2024. Uh, Stanley Klein could use some beef with the Bearcat burger. So we'll, <laughs> there you go. we'll say that. But it, it sounds like the Bearcats are hitting on a lot of targets at skill positions on both sides of the ball and they're 
staying in state, which we know the state of Ohio produces great football talent, and they're going to the state that is home of the two-time defending national champion. So if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. How do you do that? You go to the state itself, and you land some players from there. We also have some news on the basketball front. Another local commit, Russ, landed last, what was it, last week you texted me? No, it was, excuse me. It was something one day last yeah, week. Yeah, last week. I think it was last Thursday, I believe. Yeah, last Thursday. Yeah, last, th- last Thursday when I was out, out at Forno up here in, in Columbus, the short north, by the way. Happy 614 day to all my central Ohio friends. So, Rusk, enlighten us on uh, the uh, commitment in basketball. Tyler McKinley, first commit yes. for West Miller in the 2024 class. And a solid, solid get at that. Ranked by 24-7 sports as of the writing last week. I haven't checked the latest rankings. But 62nd best player in the 24 class. 12th ranked center. Number one player in Missouri, according to 24-7 sports. And shows you see over the likes of Alabama. So much NCAA tournament success over the past couple of years. We know what Michigan State historically brings to the table with Tom Izzo. Had them in his final four. Ohio State, a perennial, perennial threat for a guy like Tyler McKinley who grew up in Cincinnati and just now went to Link Academy in Missouri uh, over the last year and actually won the national high school national championship with Link Academy this past season. Tennessee, them uh, with uh, Rick Barnes have been a recruiting powerhouse over the past few years. Virginia Tech and Xavier gets beat out by the Bearcats for the talent of Xavier or Tyler McKinley averaged 17.2 points, 7.4 rebounds two seasons ago at Walnut Hills. It was funny. I was watching him play my old mod, alma mater on a lot of the highlights I was able to find in the Turpin Spartans. He was just destroying yeah. all those poor kids. It's six foot nine, 220 pounds, Alex. He's going to keep adding weight to that frame. He is yes. a fantastic run the floor type of center. I would say to picture a type of style game that he brings is like Bam Adebayo that we just saw Ooh. in in the uh, NBA Finals with Miami Heat. Not that, I'm not saying he's going to be Bam Adebayo in the NBA or something like that, but plays with a similar type of feel for the okay. game, can run the floor really well as a center, can make a nice bounce pass on the interior. Not necessarily a, a giant distributing big man or a massive, massive shooting threat from the outside. From what I've seen, maybe he's out of that in some footage okay. that I haven't been able to check out. But Tyler McKinley, I think, brings a lot of athleticism to a roster and a recruiting class that he's starting and a West Miller type of system that is going to thrive for the rest of his time with the Bearcats in the Big 12 on ball movement, athleticism, and team-first attitude. I think Tyler McKinley brings that. And he talked about how his buddy, Rayvon Griffith, really his commitment kind of sparked something in McKinley. McKinley said has noted in multiple interviews how close he's been with the coaching staff, how fervent they've been in recruiting him nearly every single day, hitting him up every single morning. Andre Morgan, Wes Miller, they get a lot of props for bringing that talent in and getting the job done for a top 60, 65 recruit in the country. There may be a time when we look back on May 1st of 2022 and the importance of Rayvon Griffith's commitment to the University of Cincinnati. It's one of the most momentous program-altering days in Bearcats men's basketball. Yeah, I could, I completely agree there. That has really gotten the ball rolling. Jizzle James saw that. Not necessarily – that's not yeah. the whole reason Jizzle James re- signed, but it doesn't doesn't hurt to have a fellow top 55, no. top 60 recruit coming in with you in the same kind of backcourt, no, same kind of wing scenario, and just seeing – the experienced transfer talent that you and I have talked about a, a ton on this show, 
over the past couple months come in and really just spark new life into a, a program that I think you and I, Alex, can agree on this one, at least going into this year and maybe going into 2024 as well, is the most excitable and the most intriguing program in Bearcat sports. But do you think that that has a lot to do with going to the Big 12? Like, I mean, and, and give it, and I get it, that's probably why. But aside from that, you think that this is the most excitable recruiting class you've seen? I think I think so because, like, when you think about Ooh, excuse me. in the 24-7 sports era, Jizzle James, Tyler McKinley, and Rayvon Griffith are now three of the top eight rated talents that have ever been recruited to the University of Cincinnati okay. since 2002. So when you think about the amount of prowess that Wes Miller knows he has to grab to be able to compete in hands down the deepest, toughest, and best conference for basketball in America, I think that that kind of tips the scales right there. I, I completely agree with you there. And uh, it, the excitement just keeps building around the Bearcats men's basketball program. So too on the football front, Russ, I mean, how great of a time to be a Cincinnati sports fan with the success that the Bearcats are having and are going to have and the Bengals have had and are going to have. I mean, now all of a sudden the Reds are in the thick of things and you got the best team in Major League Soccer right there as well. So plenty to get to um, on that front. But when we, uh, after I tell you about the most amazing brand of clothing ever, we're going to talk about how great do key players on this year's Bearcats football team have to be in order for them to get to where they want to go in 2023. We do that after I explain to you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. First off, Bird Dogs make you look good. That's why I'm telling you this. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And why do they fit way better than regular shorts? Because they're made with the stiff, restricting cotton. They Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. That's the key. I can wear them when I'm running and I don't feel a thing. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So right now, go to birddogs.com slash college and enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. You can even wear them when you run or lift. Take my word for it. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We want to thank our everyday listeners. And on tomorrow's show, I am going to do a fun topic. I'm going to talk about if you were to compare, and this is actually a topic from uh, I, I found on Twitter. If you were to compare the Bearcats, both programs, to a tennis player, who would that player be and why? Plus, Barry Trammell. Russ, does that name sound familiar to you? You're an NBA fan. Barry Trammell. Recently, yeah, he's uh, from the Oklahoman. Didn't he used to have yes. a big beef with Russell Westbrook, too? Yes, yeah. he did. And he might still have it. But he, well, I mean, he should take his beef to the beef of the Bearcat Burger. We'll put it to you. We'll put it to you that way. He recently wrote an article about Nippert Stadium in the Big 12. I'm excited to look into that and discuss it on tomorrow's show. Back with Russ Helbin, my colleague at All Bearcats and Sports Illustrated. What What is it? Wednesday, June 14th. So we are 17 days away from officially being members of the Big 12. How about that? 17 days, Russ. Almost there. Almost there. It kind of feels like you already are members of the Big 12. It's, <clears throat> it really 
feels like a formality, especially when you think about, like we just got done talking, the amount of talent that is flocking to a Bearcats-branded Big 12 team on both sides of the football and set basketball ledger over the past couple months. All right, so let's get to the the football from because there are several key players on this year's team. Emery Jones, Corey Kiner, Dante Corleone, Jawan Briggs, Malik Van. We can go further down the line. But how great, like, Russ, if the Bearcats want to go to where they want to go, which I don't know what their goals are. I mean, we can have lofty goals as fans. I'm just expecting them to make a bowl game. But if the Bearcats are going to get to where we want them to go, how great do key players like Jones and Kiner and Corleone and Briggs and Deshaun Pace, how how great do they have to be for this team to get to where they want to be? Like they're going to have to be really, really good because the depth is not necessarily as strong, I would say, this season as it is, goes without saying, compared to other seasons. So to me, you're going to have to get strong, strong play out of guys that I think the biggest key is they feel valued and they feel like they're going to be put in positions to make more plays maybe than they have been able to behind, obviously, other players and starters ahead of them in the recent years. But Deshaun Pace, a perfect example. Like the fact that he's going to be able to fly around the field, use that athleticism, use those ball hawking skills in terms of interceptions and all that stuff that he's flashed very well over the past couple seasons. I think it's it's going to do wonders for his game and it's going to do wonders for this defense. And then when you think about Dante Corleone and the amount of leadership he's taken, the amount of, I think, responsibility, I wouldn't say pressure, but responsibility he's willing to take on as the fulcrum point of that defense is going to be massive. And then on the other side of the football, it's it's going to come down to, to guys like Avin Gerhardt, guys that have been in this program before that can rally the troops along that offensive line, get them rowing in the right direction to be able to give this offense the requisite amount of rushing power that they need to take some of the pressure off of Emory Jones, to let him be a little bit more free with the football, a little bit, more lax in terms of not under pressure all the time, not taking a bunch of sacks, not having to rush throws and put his, I would say, not very insanely accurate arm into even more precarious situations in terms of tough coverage and stuff like that. It's going to come down to that offensive line, the leadership along that offensive line to open up those holes for the running back and then ensuingly open up the rest of the offense and it's a self-propagating cycle where if the offense is cooking, they're able to control the clock, if they're able to keep that defense fresh, then all of those stars on the defense, which I would say is more star-laden than the offense, are going to have their best opportunity to create plays on their own end and keep that cycle going. So, like you mentioned, six wins, that's the goal. Six wins this season, six to seven wins, not embarrassing yourself in year one in the Big 12, keeping that bull streak going, which I should have looked it up before the show, but – it's it's a long bull streak that they have kept that they have going right now, and they're trying to keep of the last seventeen years. There you go. So that's the goal is to get to that bowl game and be able to get that money, get that extra funds, and keep this thing rolling into a twenty year twenty twenty four with a great not a great recruiting class, but a good recruiting class coming in yeah. so far. A lot of great talent buying into the Bearcats. Hopefully, for fans, they're going to hopefully see a couple more four stars jump onto the bandwagon as well. And when you think about what Scott Satterfield has done and the kind of dust cloud he's had to sift through over his first six months on the job, 
it's been pretty solid so far, all things considered, when you think about the entirety of the transfer hole and the entirety of the 2023-2024 class that he's been able to wrangle together. Look, the whole goal of the first year under head coach is you want to lay the foundation. And you're kind of double dipping here when you're laying the foundation under year one of your head coach and year one of your Big 12 tenure. So there's some double dipping. Yeah, that's that's the whole premise of this season. And, Russ, I don't know if you knew this, but this would be the first time, if the Bearcats do go to a bowl game, in program history that they would go to six consecutive bowl games. There you go. That's the key. That's the key. Keep that consistency rolling. Yes. Keep that national conscience alive, which is yeah, what this program has earned over the past six years, five years. It, it, it has been. And I think that's the unique thing is, yes, there's major. there's been major turnover. And, I, and I'm going to keep saying this over and over again because I want fans to understand that despite the turnover, and it is still – I mean, there might still be some remnants from the shock of Luke Fickle leaving. I mean, you were – that's one of the days – where you remember where you were. Russ, weren't you picking up a pizza that afternoon when Luke Fickle left? Something like that. It, just, it came Something out of like nowhere, for sure. I was I just, I just got back from a walk through our neighborhood in Charleston, and I was getting ready to watch the Bengals game against the Titans, and I, and I saw the news, and I said, I better be ready in case something happens. And sure enough, and I, I think I had you on the live show that day as you were, whatever you were doing, and... You remember that day. But the point is this. Despite all that, there's still a solid foundation and years of great quality play that you should have some confidence this team is going to make a sixth straight bowl game, which would be in the last 27 years, I believe their 20th bowl appearance. 20 bowl games in 27 years after not going to a bowl game for 43 straight years. Or something like big. whatever big. it is. Russ, I think you have to take that, right? No doubt. Especially if it's the Big 12. And it's a Big 12 schedule that you and I have dissected a little bit on this show. It's not yeah. the toughest Big 12 schedule. But that's no. exactly what you want. You want yes. that kind of on-ramping in year one. You don't want to go into year one and have all of these kind of younger guys getting their doors blown off by Oklahoma, yeah. Texas, Baylor, TCU, Kansas State, all this stuff. All that happening in consecutive, consecutive weeks. And – and then on the flip side, when you think about like basketball, they don't have that luxury because you're playing almost everybody in the conference at least once or maybe twice. And so you had to up the talent level. And it would have been really brutal to have to go through a coaching change in that sense. But the the Big 12 has, has cut the Bearcats a little bit of slack in terms of the scheduling front. Now it's time for them to take advantage of that slack on the gridiron. Look, you could be Central Florida. Their, they, their first conference game, Russ, is at Kansas State, who won the Big 12 last year. Right. And by the way, Central Florida also goes to Boise State. That's no cakewalk. And then UCF plays at Oklahoma, at the Bearcats, and then at Texas Tech. They do get Oklahoma State at home. I'm not saying that's going to be an easy win, though. So you could be in a position like them. I mean, I wouldn't want a UCF's Big 12 schedule. Heck no. So to your point, to your point, the Bearcats got a very favorable draw with their Big 12 schedule, and you get your two toughest games, I still think, out of the way. Yeah, pretty early for sure. So pretty early indeed. All right. So yesterday, if you listen to yesterday's show, I had Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus. Great conversation. And Russ, I don't know if you've read his piece yet on Dante Corleone, 
But yeah, it was we're really good. That, did yeah, job. very good. And so much so I compared Dante Corleone to Bruce Springsteen. Okay. When did you ever think you'd hear that on a daily Bearcats podcast or anywhere? But uh, we'll get into him and Russ, your expectations for the Godfather, the Don of the Bearcats defense next on Lockdown Bearcats. So Russ, Dante Corleone, who I, I'm not sure how many, uh, what, what what's the, uh, the meal he had from Skyline, the Godfather. By the way, Russ, did you hear that a former Reds GM is now the chairman and interim CEO of Skyline? Yeah, Dick Williams, good for him. Very, very happy for for uh, Dick Williams. So, Russ, Dante Corleone, is he going to be better this year than he was last year? Snap to snap, it's tough to expect Dante Corleone to be better than he was last year with a 93.8 defensive grade, the highest graded defensive player by PFF nationally in the entire country, among the entire FBS. Three sacks, two quarterback hits, 11 hurries on the season, 30 tackles. He was just an absolute menace throughout the entire entire season. And a player that I think can get a little bit better in terms of high heights and a player that maybe we could see six sacks this season, seven sacks with his added strength, with a little bit added speed, with just everything that comes with going from your redshirt freshman season to your redshirt sophomore season. But it, I think it's hard to expect him to go from the AAC to the Big 12 and maintain the best yeah. player defensively status in the country. But I still do expect him to be an All-American. I do. Okay. Definitely expect him to be an All-American. I expect he'll be named a preseason AP All-American uh, once we get to that point in about a month or two. And I think he will be a player that reaches maybe some higher heights, as I just mentioned, but not necessarily as top of the line consistent, like you're able to be in a group of five conference versus a conference in the big 12, where there is that, there is that chance, I guess there is that chance though, because you're not facing necessarily the toughest big 12 conference schedule that you could possibly face. But I think it's, it's difficult to expect him to maintain a 93.8 full season PFF grade. And a guy, I mean, when you look at his defensive grades, Alex, he had one game graded below two games on the season graded below 77.3 overall. A 61.4 against Miami, funny enough, was his worst game of the season. And Arkansas, 70.9 was also his worst game of the season. Once he hit week four on, it was 92, 82, 80, 90, 77, 87, 77, 92.4. I mean, the dude was just a consistent record. And that's what you hope him to be. But I, I think it'd be hard for any player to stay at 90. I mean, 93.8. That's an A. That's near perfect. It's, yeah. it's very close to perfect. It's it's almost impossible to get 100 overall full season grade. I think it's it probably is yeah. basically impossible because these are human beings we're talking about to get 100 perfect grade throughout an entire 12, 11 game sample size. But how much? Or NFL. But how much does Brian Brown coming over as defensive coordinator help him? That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm where that's where I'm thinking the heights can get a little bit higher in terms of sack totals, in terms of quarterback hits. Maybe he gets a little bit more unlocked in that sense with the downhill get after the quarterback scheme that that Brian Brown is going to bring. And I don't know, Alex, you can make an argument that this defensive line with Daniel Greshik, one of the best returning edge defenders in the entire country, Malik yep. Van coming back, Jawan Briggs there as well. You can make a case this is the best defensive line the Bearcats have had in terms of starting unit 
over the past three to four years. There's a very yeah, strong since, case. Since 2018, there. I would say yeah. since 2018 for sure. And it, it, the depth reminds me of 2019. But I, yeah, I, I agree with that, Russ. I really do because you have a lot. You have, I mean, Malik Van coming back. I don't think we're talking about that enough because he's he has that experience and he is a grown man. Out about, there. Grown and, man and the one th- and the one thing about him is. I don't know if he's played long enough as a key player to be heavily featured on opposing scouting reports. So that, and then once that happens, you're going to forget about Corleone. You're going to have to account for him. You're going to have to account for Jawan Briggs, who had a nice season last year in the absence of Malik Van. You're going to have to account for all those guys. That's what I'm saying. And I, and I think playing in a four, two, five, if you can get after the quarterback, not just from up the middle, but from the edge, which I don't think we I mean edge rushers are paramount to not only the not only college football but the NFL as we as we know. So I'm just saying like there this defense is going to be good because of the depth that they have. I don't think yeah, we at- I, I and I, I and I think we kind of maybe we didn't really think about losing Malik Van that much because we thought the Bearcats were going to be fine. And I think it did call I think it did catch up to them. Towards the yeah, end of just, season. just just trench attrition overall throughout the year was was, was tough to deal with, and and it yeah. speaks to even more impressively, and not more impressively, but how impressive it was that Dante Corleone just kept leveling up. It felt like as the attrition kept happening throughout the rest of the year, and the fact that despite things not necessarily falling apart around him, but getting chipped away around him, he still kept that high, high level consistency to be able to earn that highest graded player title on the yeah. defensive side of the football. And now we might see even greater ceiling out of a player that may not be as consistent like he was last year, but should still be at an all American level from down to down. All right. Fair enough. That, that, that's, that's a good, it's a good way to end today's conversation. Russ, real quick. I, I want to send on both of our behalves, our, our best wishes to, uh, a, a good friend of ours, and I hope a good friend of yours, and uh, I hope you were a loyal reader of his. Jay Morrison, a uh, very, very tough news we found out on Monday. He was part of the latest round of layoffs at the Athletics. So, Jay, we wish you all the best, and uh, we have no doubt that you're going to find yourself somewhere very, very prominent uh, in the near future. Russ, do you, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, Jay's writing is fantastic. Jay's got stats, one of my favorite things yes. to listen to. On the on the Bengals uh, on the Bengals beat. hear that what podcast growling hear that podcast growling thank you there's yeah. so many Bengals pods I get them all confused <laughs> but yeah like I'm gonna miss him I'm gonna miss his coverage for the Athletic and hopefully uh, an outlet here in town or nationally puts him back on the Bengals beat very quickly yeah absolutely no question about that and uh, once again a happy six one four day to all of my Central Ohio friends and uh, Russ I don't I don't think I have any other wild card topics for you today I think that I I mentioned all of them. See, we got Skyline's got a new CEO. Ellie De La Cruz continues to to uh, impress. Yeah, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Good to go. It's a fun show. Yep. Love it. That, that'll do it. And uh, we got we're gonna we we got to keep scraping the bottom of the barrel. But uh, I'm gonna tease this because a five year anniversary is coming up. That relates to the Cincinnati Bearcats. That's all I'm gonna say for now. But there you go. As we get closer. To find out what that anniversary is. Russ Heldman, my colleague at all Bearcats and Sports Illustrated, at Russ Heldman 11 on Twitter. Russ, you take care, and we'll talk to you uh, sometime next week. 
No doubt. Love the weekly convos. Can't wait to pick it back up. Maybe some more commits to talk about as well on the football side, or maybe a, a, a surprise basketball yeah. as well. Jace Richardson, I got to keep an eye out yes. for the Bearcats. And yeah. among top I'll, I'll keep guys left out there in 2024. Yeah. I'll keep you on here as we uh, round out the, uh, the, the uh, what, are the, what do they call these promos? I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty. Russ on Twitter at Russ Hellman 11. Instagram for me, Alex Franknet underscore, underscore Russ. Are you on Instagram? I don't know if I follow you on Instagram. Nope, not on Instagram. Too, I, I don't need that. I don't need that extra social media. I got okay. enough social media in life. My, my life. Yeah, there you, well, there you go. And he writes for uh, all Bengals. I, of course, you can email me at alex3frank at gmail.com. On tomorrow's show, Bearcats as tennis players. Who, Which tennis players do we most compare the football and men's basketball programs to and why? And, of course, Barry Trammell with an article on Nipper Stadium. That is going to be very fun to dig into that's gonna do it for us today on this wednesday june 14th 17 days away from being members of the big 12 80 days away russ from the first bearcats game of the season against dku perfect kickoff time too 3 30 labor day weekend can't beat it gonna be a lot of fun yes it will i'm back tomorrow for russ Heldman. i'm alex frank of lockdown bearcats part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day